A lot of great things coming to Rock Hill. It really was the people of Rock Hill. How many things does Rock Hill have going on? And you get to be a part of that. Now it's like, wow, I want to be there. I want to live there. I want to go there. It is extraordinary. The changes that have happened and what I really believe is just the next really great city in South Carolina. Hello and welcome into CityCast. My name is Ashley Studebaker alongside co-host here, Matthew Cray. We have a special guest with us today, Jennifer Sandler. Welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. the invitation. Of course. Um, if you just kind of want to give us a little brief rundown of where you're from and where you got to where you are today here in Rock Hill. Wow. Okay. So I'm Jennifer Sandler and I'm the executive director at Historic Rock Hill. Um, I'm not from Rock Hill originally. I'm from Charlotte. Um, I was born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I, I guess that makes me a southerner, although my parents were from up north. So um, I guess I'm Kind of confused in that respect. <laughs> um, but again, I was born and raised in Charlotte and um, I went to undergrad at Queens University of Charlotte and um, and then I went to graduate school overseas. I went to grad school in Germany, India, oh, wow. and Argentina. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Um, so my, my interest was actually um, international studies and global studies. So it's really interesting to me that here I am kind of hyper-focused on Rock Hill and local history, which is actually super interesting. So, um, you know, I, I, it's an interesting turn of events for me, but I really like it. Um, I worked at, uh, so after grad school, I got a job at Winthrop as the study abroad coordinator in the International Center there in 2010. And I was the study abroad coordinator for about five years until I had my son. And, um, and then I just taught part-time as an adjunct faculty member there and um, was ready to go back to full-time and kind of came about this position through, you know, as it happens, like knowing somebody who knows somebody who recommended me for this job. And, um, and I started working at Historic Rock Hill last July, so it's been a little bit over a year now. See, Jennifer doesn't know this, but our time at Winthrop definitely overlapped. I was there from 2012 to 2015, and okay. so who knows how many times we passed yeah, each other on right. campus. Did you study just, abroad? I did not. I oh, had tisk, several tisk. friends who did, yes. and you probably know their names. Um, You're like our most interesting guest. You've yeah. been everywhere. Oh, man. Thanks, was it... Was it pretty challenging for you to not be from here, but yet you're over like kind of just, I don't know, the awareness of the history of here? That's a really good question. You know, when I started, um, I was like so many people who live in Rock Hill who had no idea about what interesting history we have here. Um, there really are so many fascinating things and so many fascinating stories in Rock Hill. Um, and again, I lived in Charlotte and I commuted from Charlotte for a long time and I kind of just worked in Rock Hill and went back to Charlotte and, you know, kind of snubbed my nose at Rock Hill like, oh, you know, what's what's here? Nothing is here. <laughs> and um, but I never really spent much time trying to figure out what was here because I, you know, just didn't. Yeah, why would you? Why would I? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then we moved to Rock Hill about seven years ago, and um, and then I moved here, and I was like, guys, this is amazing. And, <laughs> you know, this is such a great place to raise a family. And, um, you know, we live really close to downtown. It's really walkable and really bikeable, which is really, you know, just such a, a change from Charlotte, which is none of those things, really. And, um, and then si since I've been here, and obviously since I've been at Historic Rock Hill, learning about the stories and, you know, meeting so many of the community members and um, being a part of these different kind of historical and community initiatives has just been fascinating. Awesome. Well, Jennifer, what we like to do when we have a new guest on is put you on the hot seat. 
not not in a bad way. We just want to know a little bit more about you. So I've I've compiled a list of uh, fun questions. Okay. And you have a minute to do as many as possible. All right. I'm ready. You ready? These are yep. my favorite. All right. Favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Sweet potatoes. Favorite holiday? Halloween. When is it acceptable to put up a Christmas tree? About two weeks prior. All right. Something you're afraid of? Oh, my gosh. Um, Something I'm afraid of? Uh, Twisting ankle. All right. (laughs) Something you enjoy doing during the summer? Um, Swimming. An animal you think it would be really cool to ride? Ooh, I've ridden an ostrich. Ooh. Hey, an elephant and a camel. Okay, okay. Not think uh, she's done it. I've done it. And there's a video, a YouTube video. If you could be an actual dog, what kind of dog would you be? Oh, I'd be my dog Pip. And what kind of dog is Pip? She's half miniature schnauzer and half Brussels Griffon. Okay, if you could have <laughs> eyes as big of a baseball or eyes as small as peas, which would you choose? Let's wow. go baseball. All right. If you were a queen for a day, what is the first thing you would do? Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) I would just never cook again. Never cook again? (laughs) What is the first rule you would make? Oh, um, first rule I would make. Oh, my gosh. Um, That's tough. I just... That that, um, animals have the same rights as humans. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, As a person who can... Are you a person who can sleep anywhere, anytime, or do you have to have things a particular way? Oh, no. I'm... My husband jokes that if a flea farts five streets (laughs) over, that I will wake me up. So, so like, what's something you have to have in order to fall asleep? Oh, a sound machine. Yes. Total darkness, um, the right temperature, and the perfect pillow. And then I added... So basically your home, that's it. Right, exactly. I can never go anywhere ever again. I added this one just based off some of the stuff you said, but what's the favorite, pl- your favorite place you've ever lived? Oh, um, Germany always has such a special place in my heart. I was an exchange student in high school for a year and learned to speak German, and um, I have really great friends there, and it's just one of my favorite places. Awesome. I love the holiday parts of the question because yeah. we're almost there. And your favorite holiday is coming up. I know. And that's because of my son, Griffin, who is seven. And he is um, just the most incredible Halloween fanatic. Um, what's he going to be this year? Do um, you know? He's going to be a zombie this oh, year. Of course. But he's yep. going to paint his face as a zombie and then have a zombie mask. So when he takes off the zombie mask, there's he's still a zombie, a zombie there. Ah. So he's been thinking about this very carefully. So <laughs> much good information there. She wrote an ostrich. <laughs> Things know. have to be right for her to sleep. <laughs> oh, man. And that now was... you're here in Rock Hill. <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, what a fabulous place. We don't have ostriches here. I'm sorry. No, that was in South Africa. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And so when you're riding a South, so my um, my ex-boyfriend at the time was South African and we went and he did not tell me any information. I'm assuming when you ride an ostrich, it's like a pony ride, right? You get on and they kind of lead it around and then you hop off. Oh no. Oh no. It's not like that at all. So basically what it is, is they put a sack over the ostrich's face and you climb up on its back and you hold its wings and then they take the sack off of its head and then it proceeds to take off like boom like 100 wow. miles an hour and they have a couple of people running behind you in case you fall off i think those things can run like 55 oh, they miles they really an hour. can and it's in an enclosure so it's not like it's taking off across the savanna or something but um, I was not prepared for that at all. So. Wow. I don't even know how you do prepare for that. I don't but. think you can. Um, and they smell terrible. 
Well, well, as much as we would love to talk more about <laughs> <Yeah>. ostriches, uh, <laughs> we we're going to talk about here. what we really brought you here to talk about, and that's Historic Rock Hill. Uh, so for those who don't know about Historic Rock Hill, what is it? So Historic Rock Hill is a really, I, I would say it's a very wonderful organization. Um, it started in 1989 as a historic preservation society. So over 30 years ago, it was a group of citizens who wanted to preserve older buildings that were threatened with being torn down. So um, some of you may know the Gulf building. That's where a roasting company is now. Um, that was a building that was about to be torn down, and our organization stepped in to, to restore it. Um, they also had buildings, um, you know, homes that were threatened with destruction um, that they would kind of gather together resources to to purchase and renovate and then resell. Um, and then in 2005, the, the White Home came up for sale. So the White Home, if you haven't been there, you really should come by. It's a really beautiful building. Um, it was a it was occupied by five generations of members of the White family. So up until we purchased it in 2005, it had only been lived in by the White family. Um, but it was it's a big place and it's hard to maintain. And they didn't really have anybody who was ready to you know kind of put in the, the time and resources to renovate it the way it needed to be renovated. So Historic Rock Hill purchased it and um, raised about two thousand or excuse me two million dollars of community funds and um, renovated it and opened it to the back to the public in 2010 as an event space and that's where our offices are housed now and um, so we have you know tons of community events we have lots of weddings corporate events we just had a a chamber event last week um, welcoming the new Winthrop president so we have all sorts of events there so you said it began in 1989 and you just got there last July correct yes so can you let us know, I mean, how did it begin? Was it just a group of people here in Rock Hill that were like, let's not let these buildings go to waste? Was it as simple as that? or? Yeah, I think so. And they kind of organized together to renovate these buildings. Um, and then, as I said, they purchased the White Home. And then that kind of changed the um, kind of the focus of the organization. So um, it became less about maintaining other homes and buildings in the area, um, although that is still something that we're interested in. Most of our resources go to maintaining the white home. So um, we have the white home side of things, and then we also have the historical programming side of things. So we have, um, you know, lots of different um, events, speakers, um, you know, walking tours, different, you know, different things for our community members to highlight our history. So you mentioned the white home, the roasting company. Those are buildings you, uh, you have preserved, but you also preserve stories. What does that look like? So yeah, that's a really great question. And so we have kind of made the transition from preserving buildings, um, which are very important, and we all acknowledge how they add character to our community. But um, we also realize that the stories are what make our community, kind of you know what builds our history. So um, that means that we are trying to tell the stories that are in our community. So you know, civil rights stories. Um, Pat Grant, who's a local author and historian, she just um, put out a new book about Hamilton Carhart and Rock Hill. So I don't know if y'all are familiar with the Carhart Clothing Company. Um, Carhart had two factories here in Rock Hill. Um, I know the look on your face. Yeah, I didn't know like, that. And that's and that's exactly these are the types of stories. So um, we just had a walking tour this past um, this week, actually. Um, where Pat Grant took a group of our members, of Historic Rock Hill members, to 
the Riverwalk. Um, you might not know this, but Carhartt had a mansion on the banks of the Catawba River at mm. Riverwalk, and the, the ruins are still there today. So you can still see the foundation. And um, <clears throat> there was a grist mill there um, that they used for power and um you know so it's just it's this really fascinating piece of rock hill history that most people don't know about so um that is the type of thing we worked with pat to publish her book on amazon um and those are the types of stories that we want you know people to be familiar with because they are really foundational to our community Uh, expand on that a little bit give us another another story or two that you guys have helped preserve if you will yeah so um some of the other things are the um you know, the Freedom Riders that were integral to the civil rights movement in Rock Hill. Um, I'm trying to think of other stories. So um, basically just, you know, people who have experiences in Rock Hill um, could be, you know, doesn't have to be of national importance, but just, you know, general stories that people like to tell about, um, you know, what Cherry Road was like, um, what, um, you know, oh, p- working at the Anderson Car Company, for mm. example. I mean, not many people know that Rock Hill had a car company here, um, but the Anderson Car Company was is now uh, was was now where the Lowenstein Building is, where the Old Town Kitchen and Cocktails is. So that building, um, the Bleachery Heritage Project. So those are the things that um, you know. If you move to the area, or even if you're from the area, you don't hear too much about. So I feel like with all that's coming to Rock Hill, I mean, there's so many like old buildings that just look abandoned, but you know, are coming like hop in and stuff. So that must make you guys like extremely happy because there's these buildings aren't being torn down, which really looks like they could be, but there's stuff coming here. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the most beautiful aspect of that preservation is that it doesn't need to remain a museum untouched, but you know, to kind of grow in time and, you know, change with the times like, um, if you guys are familiar with Sleeping Giant Distillery, um, yep. that little cotton building that was there, you know, those are the types of things that we love to see where it's, uh, you know, a neat building that's being preserved, but it's, you know, moved into this century and, and the people there are doing things to further the community. You mentioned, um, we've talked about uh, the, the White Home and you said that it was five generations of the White family. Is that what makes it historic or is there something like other things in particular about this home that makes it historic? Yeah, so um, the log cabin in the back of the White Home is what we believe to be one of the oldest buildings in York County. Um, so it's we, we would like to have a dendrochronology done to it. A what? A dendrochronology. <laughs> that's is that the, a shape? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it, but that's basically where you take a core of the logs that are in there and you can date it, oh, wow. date the building oh, wow, from yeah. the age of the trees. Um, and so we would like to have that done. We haven't done, had that done yet. It's very expensive. Um, but we that would help us to kind of place it in in time but so that log cabin out back is is there and um, we have a cladding on it to protect it now but underneath are the original logs Um, and then when the white family moved to that piece of land there was um, you know although you see the huge house today one room was the original kind of building Mm -hmm. and it's been expanded upon from there so it is from the um, early 1800s the actual house and this question may come across or sound a little ignorant, but the White family was one of the the main families at the start of Rock Hill. Was yes, so is that the right way to put that? <laughs> yes, like the founding one yeah. of the founding founding families. families yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So 
Um, as you know, we have White Street and Black Street, yep. and White, though you know, it's unfortunate because a lot of people think it's racially divided, mm-hmm. but it actually has nothing to do with race. It's um, the Black family and the White family were the two kind of founding families in Rock Hill. Um, that yeah, I think I believe his name was George Templeton. Okay. Uh, Black, and then we um, maybe not George, but the Templeton Black family. And then um, the White family. So we had um, George Pendleton White and Anne Hutchison White, who moved to the current area of the White home. And um, Anne was a fascinating woman. So I would consider her a feminist at the time. Um, Her husband died pretty young and left her with four young children. And and she was responsible for overseeing the estate. She um, there were slaves on. They did keep slaves. Um, it's an unfortunate part of, you know, obviously our history, but it's something we need to speak about. Um, so she had slaves. She maintained the home and the grounds. She had four four children. Um, you know, she gave land for the first Presbyterian church on Main Street. She was integral in building the first school in Rock Hill. Oh, wow. um, her son was responsible for developing Laurelwood Cemetery. So that family really was very integral in the development of Rock Hill as, as a city as we know it. And so what uh, what events, I know weddings are there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what other events are, are held here or at the White Home? So we have tons of events coming up. Um, so one, one event we have next month on October the 20th is our annual Oyster Roast fundraiser. So if you haven't been to that, it's such a great time. We have all-you-can-eat oysters. We have a barbecue buffet. Um, It's outside, and it's just a really wonderful kind of autumnal atmosphere. Um, Tickets are still available, so if you check out our website at historicrockhill.com, you can purchase tickets there. Um, So we have fundraising events. We have um, lecture series. We have, um, you know, we have all sorts of corporate events. A lot of wedding showers, baby showers. We have family reunions. I mean, just about any type of event you can think of, but lots and lots of weddings. Didn't you guys used to do something where you would get like a a circle of restaurants that would do like a, they'd bring little appetizers or taste things? And what was that called? uh, I think that was before my time, but um, was that... Taste of Rock Hill? I think so. Something like oh, that. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I went once that, yeah. and it was really cool. You did? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know last, um, pre-COVID they had a kind of a, a lawn concert series, yeah. uh, Lyrics okay. on the Lawn, I think, and that's something that we'd be interested in bringing back as well. So if someone wants uh, to go see the White Home, can they just walk up and do it? Do they have to make reservations? How does that work? So on our website, again, that's historicrockhill.com, you can um, contact me for tours. Um, we are moving to, um, for people to be able to pay about $5 to do a self-guided tour um, or a little bit more for a guided tour. Um, but if you want to just see the grounds, you're welcome to come anytime and just walk around. But if you want to see inside, they should definitely contact me directly. You don't have to give away all the secrets, but like, if I'm walking through inside, what are some of the things I might see? So um, you'll see the original floors, which are really beautiful. Um, We actually just had a good friend of mine named Mike Howard is a painter. Um, He's from Alabama, but he's in Brooklyn right now. Um, And he painted this gorgeous picture of the white home that's really large in size and just really stunning. So you'll see that right when you walk in the front door. Um, It's just a really spectacular piece. Um, You'll see original windows. You'll see all seven fireplaces. Um, 
we used to have more museum interpretive panels, but we have kind of cleared those away so that we can reimagine what we're going to do in terms of museum space. So for right now, it's, it's really open and airy for special events. Um, but you'll get to see, I mean, just the house itself is just beautiful. Okay. So <clears throat> the White Home is just one place. And obviously, you guys do more than just, you know, talk about that or preserve the artifacts there. But what are some of the other ongoing projects that you have going on? So we would like to have more historical markers um, placed around different areas of town. Um, we would also like to begin to connect. There are a lot of kind of historical elements to our city that don't have a really good thread between them. Um, I know that the city of Rock Hill is working on the thread trail, um, so we would like to be a part of that as well. Um, we would like to be, so there's the Freedom Writers Interpretive Project um, that's next to Counter, if you guys have checked okay. that out. Yeah. Um, so the Freedom Walkway is something that we sponsor as well. So um, highlighting, you know, kind of local heroes every November. Um, that's something that we are a part of uh, as well. All right. You mentioned the Bleachery Heritage Project. What is that? So um, I don't have too much information about that, okay. but that's basically... Um, it's an installation over in front of the Rock Hill Sports and Event Complex uh -huh. to highlight the um, kind of the historical elements of that area. So again, the Anderson Car Company that was there, they had the buggies that were made there. So that kind of industrial complex. Um, so making sure that people are aware that that's what that area was. And this might be a better question, but if you go into the Lowenstein building, mm -hmm. there's an, a really cool little area where there's a, a what do you call it? train the, model? The, the train model, but it's kind of like a model of, of Rock Hill and what it used mm -hmm. to look like. And then there's an actual buggy and uh, other historical presentations mm inside there how did that all come to be is that you guys or so, partially um that is I, I believe from gary williams okay. of williams and fudge so um from my understanding that was his push to yeah. uh, make sure that that those historical elements were highlighted in the lowenstein building cool so you guys give out a preservation award can you just touch on that a little bit yeah, so our Preservation Award is an annual award that we give to um, to people who are preserving buildings. But again, this year in our kind of transition from um, pr the preservation of buildings, we have awarded it to Pat Grant for her preservation of the Hamilton Carhartt story. So um, we gave that out to her at our member picnic back in May. But it is, um, you know, it just kind of highlights and kind of um, – you know, awards a community member for the work that they're doing to preserve local heritage. What are some of the, um, if you can remember some of the other like past winners? Of, if you can't, it's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so last year we had, um, so we had a couple of winners last year because um, there was a gap because of COVID, mm. but we um, awarded, um, uh, <laughs> I think it was, um, Chad Eccles for his the work that he did um, at the the house on Oakland at, at his oh, okay. um, office building on Oakland Avenue, mm -hmm. um, and then 
Oh, yes. And Rob Massone from Counter. Oh, yeah. So um, we awarded him a preservation award, obviously, for his preservation of the actual counter and the stories associated with um, the counter in his restaurant. Is there anything that we have missed that's big or anything you'd like to add? Yeah. So I would like to add that we have memberships available. Um, It's really cost effective. So if you are um, an individual, we have senior discounts. We also have a student membership. Um, It's really inexpensive. I think our most um, expensive membership is a family for $60 a year, which, you know, is like the price of going out to dinner one evening. Um, But with that, you get access to a lot of our members only events. Like, for example, we have a Laurel Wood Cemetery tour with Pat Grant coming up on November 4th. Um, That's a members only tour. We have a history of the White Home talk on November 30th, and that's also for members only. Again, the um, the Carhartt Riverwalk tour was members only. So these are really interesting um, experiences that are members only. But we also have um, other events coming up. So we're really, really, really excited about Scott Ferris. Um, he is an author who wrote um, Freedom on Trial, the first post-Civil War battle over civil rights and voter suppression. So that's um, a really fascinating book that kind of weaves in lots of local York County history, Brattonsville history as well. Um, and he's coming to Winthrop to speak and also to Historic Rock Hill in November. So um, stay tuned for that. But we're really excited. We're bringing him all the way from California to oh, speak wow. to Win- the Winthrop community um, and the local Rock Hill community. Um, so there's just we have a lot of really interesting events coming up and we're really excited about how we are just you know kind of pulling people from all over to um, you make sure that local Rock Hillians are aware of the really interesting history that we have here. What would you encourage someone like a younger person to do if they wanted to find out more about the history of Rock Hill? Um, There are so many interesting places to look. So obviously the Pettus Archives um, is one place to start, but then we also have a website called Roots and Recall, um, and that was developed by our former executive director, Wade Ferry, um, and he really goes around to lots of different places in this area and writes up little historical bits. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen on some of the buildings on Main Street, um, it says um, this building has history. Um, and it's a QR code that you can scan, and that will bring you to that Roots and Recall website. I did not know that. Um, so yeah, check out. There are a few buildings around that that have that decal on their front windows. We have one um, at the White Home. Um, so just kind of walking around and seeing seeing if you can find those stickers is a, is a neat activity. There are also walking tours. I think there's one listed on the City mm-hmm. of Rock Hill website. Um, so that's a self-guided walking tour. So just, you know, just taking an afternoon with the family and walking around and seeing different spots around town. And then where can people find out more information about you guys? So we are obviously on social media. Um, we have um, a pretty active Instagram account and Facebook account. So just look up Historic Rock Hill. HistoricRockHill.com has a lot of information as well and has, you know, is, is very well updated with our upcoming events and news. Um, if you're interested, you can sign up for our newsletter. So we send out a weekly newsletter as well with um, with historical happenings and historical tidbits. So um, it's it's actually, even if you're not the biggest history buff, it's actually quite fascinating. Awesome. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining CityCast today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill CityCast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.